1: back to part two of the forever fab podcast with my guest chris marabou chris you talked earlier about the hallmarks of aging that you had read about and uh, discovered throughout your scientific research of all of those hallmarks that potentially could affect the, the gap that's gap between health span and lifespan of all of those hallmarks which would you say is the one or are the two that would be most impactful or the most urgent for people to really start paying attention to?
0: Well, when it comes to these hallmarks of aging, it's like a complex web. So they Mm. all are impacting each other. I'll give you a couple of examples. So please. uh, One is genomic instability. Another way to phrase that is DNA damage. Yep. So as as we age, uh, you know we're, we're constantly having DNA damage take place. If you stand out in the sun, UV is causing DNA damage, right? Uh, but we, our bodies also have mechanisms to repair that DNA. As mm-hmm. we age, we're less efficient and effective at repairing that DNA, and those those mutations in the DNA can start to accumulate. Uh, when there's too many mutations, the, a cell isn't going to perform the way it's supposed to perform, and so that cell needs to be killed off or die. And be replaced. And so, when you're replacing the cell, something called your telomere, uh, which is a protective end cap of your chromosomes. So I won't get too technical here, but uh, your chromosomes are where your your DNA uh, uh, exists, and these telomeres are protecting that DNA on your chromosomes. Uh, every time you're creating a new cell, those telomeres are getting a little bit shorter. Shorter. So. It, it, for, for the sake of example, if you are having genomic instability, DNA damage, you're going to, by extension, then your telomeres are going to get shorter more rapidly, right? And you go down the list, all of these different hallmarks of aging are, in one way or another, impacting the other ones. So, um, I, I I give the example of a car. If, if you have a very old car that that needs to be restored if you only focus on putting air in the tires but you don't do anything about changing the oil and and checking the muffler and the axle and so on it's only a matter of time before it breaks down again you really have to take care of all of them so um, and there is lifestyle approaches that we can talk about that will take care of practically all of them uh, with that said, of the ones that I think are most interesting, at least and have a, a big impact on on aging, uh, one is epigenetic alterations.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, so your epigenome is essentially uh, a layer that sits on top of your genes, uh, on top of your DNA. Right. So uh, if you think of your DNA and your genes as like piano keys, then your epigenome is like the piano player who's determining what song to play. And when you're very young your epigenome is playing, uh, you know, maybe Tchaikovsky on the piano, right? It, it's yeah. coming out perfectly. But then when you get older, certain keys are missed or the wrong key is played. And essentially what that means is that uh, certain cells in their DNA are not being expressed properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain things are being turned on that shouldn't, like things that can cause inflammation, for example, and certain things are being turned off like anti-inflammatory genes that shouldn't be turned off. And this happens more and more as we get older. So whatever we can do to try to keep the epigenome in as young of a state and as optimized of a state as possible is going to be good for our uh, aging process. Uh, The second one I would say is cellular senescence. This is Mm -hmm. becoming increasingly popular. So this is an analogy for this is it's kind of like zombie cells. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Senescent cells, they, they start to accumulate as we get older. It goes up exponentially and they can be caused by a number of different things. For example, um, cancerous cells can turn senescent where the body says, oh, this is a cancerous cell. We, we don't want it to proliferate. So we're going to kind of turn it off. But unfortunately, once it turns senescent, the body has a very hard time to remove it.
1: And these, it right.
0: Exactly. And they, they they just linger around. The problem is that not only do they linger around, but they secrete Mm -hmm. inflammatory molecules called a SASP, S-A-S-P, and these inflammatory molecules cause nearby cells to also become senescent, and that's how it becomes exponential. Now, one of the reasons why our skin wrinkles is because of senescent cells, but the same thing that happens to our skin happens internally, like our, our, our blood vessels, our veins, our our arteries they're also becoming stiffer just like our skin is right and so uh, trying to number one reduce the amount of senescent cells so reduce the spread of of the senescence um, and number two ideally removing some mm-hmm. of them uh, or reducing the size of them uh, can also be very helpful
1: well those sasps or sassy—it's like a secret spy communication. So even though they might be senescent or sleeping or sort of on their way to death, they're still like having illicit communications. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. The 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 funny thing is like saps. I like how you put it because what it what it really means is senescent associated secretory phenotype. Which like oh, who's yeah. actually going to say that right? But Translation, sassy saps. <laughs> yes, I like sassy. that.
1: Well, I, I really—that's um, quite astute of you. Thank you, and I really appreciate that you spoke about um, epigenetics and the genes and triggering versus non-triggering, as well as your analogy with the pianist and the piano keys. Because I think, you know, there's so much pressure to um, to to be healthy, to stay well, to you know follow these you know holistic you know tips about trying to do everything right all the time consistently. And I think it's important to remember not that it's going, you know, it's letting anyone off the hook necessarily, but I do think it's important to remember that just because you have, you know, potentially naughty gene or, you know, pretty scary gene does not necessarily mean that gene will be triggered to manifest or that you will actually get that disease. So it's another reason why I appreciate you mentioning the epigenetics amidst all of these other hallmarks, because it shows that we actually do have some level of control to be able to modify the destiny of that gene per se.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. In fact, when it comes to the aging process in general, so not speaking about a specific genetic polymorphism that might be associated with the disease, but just overall for for the general population,
1: mm. the
0: the rate of aging is nine more than ninety percent based on lifestyle and environment, and less yep. than ten percent on genetics. So some people argue differently. Um, they say, no, that there's no way that that's possible. But mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you an example, uh, the, uh, an illustration of it. We all know that 60 year old who looks like they're 75. Mm-hmm. And then we know that 60 year old who looks like they're less than 50 years old. They have this mm-hmm. energy, this vibrance, their face looks young, their skin is young, all of these things. Right. Yes. And that's a reflection of what's actually happening to internal organs as well. Mm-hmm. Our, our face, uh, our skin is an organ uh, the the, you know, the, the uh, fat on our face is all correlated with what's happening in t- inside of us as well. Now, how do those people have such distinct uh, rates of aging? It, it has been shown scientifically that it's based on lifestyle decisions people are making. For example, smoking accelerates the aging. It makes mm-hmm. the skin look older sooner um, and it increases the risk of disease and mortality. And uh, by contrast, people who sleep well, are physically active, eat a whole foods diet with a lot of nutrients in it, they're going to age more slowly. So it's these lifestyle decisions that people are making that is actually leading to that person looking younger or older.
1: Wow. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's just so much exciting nonetheless, exciting nonetheless. Okay, let, let's get a little bit more excited, and let's talk about your business. Your experiences led you to create or start Novos. Tell me about Novos. What exactly is a public benefit corporation?
0: Sure. So, a public benefit corporation, as opposed to a traditional corporation or C corp, mm-hmm. uh, it it it's a it's a filing that I made a point to make, Ooh. where I'm able to do things for the public interest beyond. Uh, simply focusing on maximizing shareholder value, in other words, maximizing profit. So although we are still a for-profit entity and we need to be mindful of that, uh, at the same time, if I'll give you an example. If I have two decisions I can make, one gives me uh, $10 and does nothing for society or the public, and the other gives me $9 but does something for the public interest. I can, while still being fiduciarily responsible, mm-hmm. I can make that second decision and do something for the public. And the way that this manifests for us is one, we've donated money to nonprofits in the longevity space, in the scientific space, um, donated money to uh, researchers at universities. We've also created a, a tons of free content. So we have more than 150 people uh, scientifically referenced articles written by PhDs and MDs on our website. I mentioned before, face age. I mentioned the questionnaire um, that, that we offer for free as well. And this is just the beginning We're we're only, we're going on three years old now, but there's a lot more that we have planned that we're going to be releasing for the general public interest as well.
1: Well, congratulations. And, you turn three and you look three, but in a good
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you uh and then and then you asked about what is novos so I, I can describe it as there's there's three legs to the business so the first leg is the formulations this is what i referenced earlier where we work with the top scientists in the world we create formulations that take a very unique approach to the biological causes of aging so that's distinct from anti-aging, which is not really based on solid science. It's more like hiding the signs of aging with a moisturizer, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is based on the scientifically proven causes of aging. It's a very different approach. So, so not
1: anti-aging, Chris. Okay, we're all about it. <laughs> we
0: can all get well, along. <laughs> oh no, of course. Listen, anti-aging is great. It's just a different approach, right? It is. So it's it it's more it's more on the on the visual side of things, the superficial side of things what longevity is about is, is the aging process itself. So on the inside, inside, yes, working from the inside out. So, um, so, so those formulations, that's the first leg. Uh, The second leg is testing. So we offer something called a biological age test. Mm -hmm. We mentioned the epigenome earlier, which is which genes are turned on and off.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Well, based on which genes are turned on and off, we, we see patterns that emerge as we get older. And uh, based on that, we can estimate how old you are biologically, which essentially means, as opposed to chronological age, mm-hmm. it basically means uh, what is your your morbidity risk, your mortality risk, and uh, essentially what is your quality of life. Is If you're 35 years old and your biological age is 30, then that means that you are essentially as healthy as the average 30 year old when it comes to risk of disease and mortality and your physical and cognitive abilities more or less. Um, And so this is actually really helpful for people to um, understand because as I mentioned before, most of it is based, most of aging is based on lifestyle decisions and you can actually slow down your rate of biological aging. So you can take our test and see For example, every one chronological year, maybe you're only aging 0.8. That means you're aging 20% slower than the average person. Uh, Or maybe you're aging 1.1, so you're aging 10% faster. Well, you can make the lifestyle changes that we recommend to you based on the research Mm -hmm. and then test again after six months or 12 months and see have you slowed down your pace of aging. It's kind of like a scale in a weight loss journey this is the equivalent for overall health it's kind of a North Star metric of how is your overall health doing so that's the second leg
1: I actually think that's very valuable right you know your height you know your weight some people know their blood type why not know the rate at which you're aging biologically and do that annually you know with your annual checkup
0: exactly that, that's how I look at it I mean we're, we're getting these these lab reports done by our doctors to look at our our cholesterol and triglycerides and HbA1c and so on, which are all important. And especially if they are out of range and you're in like the red category, you need to focus your attention on it. But at the same time, what does it ultimately mean? Like if you're a little bit high on the LDL, if you're a little bit, uh, but you're also high on HDL, right? right? So your ratio is good well, am I actually in a good place or a bad place? It's ambiguous. People don't fully understand this, right? Whereas something like a biological age result, I like to look at it as this, as I said before, a North star metric that gives me a general understanding of if my health is trending in the right uh, direction based on the decisions I make or in the wrong direction.
1: Understood. Now what's the third leg?
0: So the third leg is information and tools. So this is largely where the public benefit corporation side of the business shines. And this is the articles that we have. Um, It's the, it's the, uh, the tools that I mentioned before. We'll soon have a mobile app that will be free as well. Uh, There are other companies in the space that are are making this something exclusive to membership. So you have to pay fees for access, but we want to keep this free and, and impact as many lives as we can.
1: Wonderful. Now on both of your sites, Nobles Labs as well as Slow My Age, you provide lots of information and content and tips actually about um, how you can improve your life and head on the path of longevity, slow your age, et cetera. But aside from those tips, what would you say that mindset, what would you say is the role of mindset in longevity?
0: Mindset definitely has has a significant impact on, on longevity. So mindset can can be uh, looked at through the lens of stress. It can be looked at through the lens of purpose. Um, it could be based on uh, 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 connection, social connection. All of these have been found to have an impact on longevity. So as you would expect, lower stress levels, longer lifespans, mm-hmm. and there's scientific reasons for it. We could always talk about like the glucocorticoid receptors on yeah. inflammatory cells and so on and why why stress actually leads to disease. Um, There's uh, obviously, there's um, there's also the social connection. So if you have Mm -hmm. toxic relationships, which lead to stress, that's quite different than if you are in loving relationships, positive reinforcement in your life and spending a good amount of time. The magic number is approximately three strong social connections, friendships or family members, having three of them in your life that you are spending a lot of time with or interacting with a lot. That is what, like the break point, breaking point where you can get a lot of positive um, effects from from that aspect of your life. So I, yeah.
1: I was gonna say that the three seems like it's quite achievable. I have to work up to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, it can be it can be a, a, a life partner, it could be a sibling, it can be a parent, it could be a child, and then it could be a friend. but yeah, three is is the is the magic number.
1: Well, I definitely value my relationships with my friends, and I'm very lucky to say that I have a multiple of three, but I agree. People tend to underestimate the role of um, socializing uh, and creating new neural networks and actually contributing to health and wellness and ultimately longevity. So I, I agree with you that mindset is actually one of the uh, more critical factors, believe it or not.
0: If you look at the longest lived people in the blue zones, there's a lot of attention to that recently because of the Netflix uh, documentary series yes. that came out not too long ago. Yes, uh, You'll see that they're very community oriented. They spend a lot of time with positive social connections yeah. um, and older people spending time with, with, with the grandchildren, with the very young people, right? There's something to that as well um, as it, as it seems. So um, unfortunately a lot of people in the longevity space who are more, you know, tech centric and and mm-hmm. um, you know, it kind of in the world that I find myself in, um, yeah. they kind of downplay the importance of the social connections and mm-hmm. something that I've made a point um, not to lose sight of.
1: Oh, good for you. Now, if someone were to take just one step, I mean, just one, the first step toward a long and healthy and you know prosperous life, what would you suggest that?
0: first one step be? The one first step, I would say it relates to diet and it's not going to be necessarily what you would expect. You might expect me to say, like, get rid of processed foods and only focus on, you know, whole foods. And of course, that's extremely important. But I'm going to say something a little bit atypical, which is the timing of your of your meals and mm. especially the idea of of uh, having some fasts integrated into your lifestyle. So oh. we we live in this, this world now where we're in a chronically fed state. Yeah. That's why obesity is running rampant, right? Mm-hmm. If we look historically, people were starving. There were per- periods of feast, but there were far more periods of famine. And we evolved with this. And there's actually health benefits to going extended periods of time without eating food because that's when our body is able to clean up a lot of the messes happening inside of our our, our our organs and our cells for example even cancerous cells if you um, are constantly eating you're constantly fueling those cells if you stop eating for an extended period processes like autophagy kick in which is where our body is is identifying the old cells that are more likely to have dna mutations or cancerous cells and removing them scavenging them right and so in this constantly fed world i would say that an important one is to try to build up to the ability to go an extended period of time without eating something right so if you're normally waking up at 8am and you start eating right away and then you go to bed at 10pm and you you know you you've been eating practically the whole day that's very unhealthy you want to Reduce your eating window to less than 12 hours of the day, which is wow. quite easy, right? So if you mm-hmm. wake up at 8 a.m. and your final bite is at 8 p.m., that is achievable. But ideally, you actually compress it even more, mm-hmm. and you get it down to maybe only six hours of the day, like from 12 to 6 or 2 to 6, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, 2 to 8. Um, and then once you get good at that, you might then be able to go even further. Now, of course, talk to your medical doctor about it. Of if you're very thin, if you don't have enough body weight... You don't want to fast as much. But if you're overweight, you have all of the store of calories in the form of fat. You can go longer periods. And there are people that go two days, three days, four days without wow. eating food. I, I've done three days uh, personally. It's it only, on only on water and electrolytes. So I'll get like some sodium, um, like put some salt in it. But yeah, it's, it's actually something easier than it sounds. You have to work your way up to it. I wouldn't say yeah. immediately just go to three <laughs> days without food, right? right. Like your body <laughs> needs to adapt and get used to using fat and ketones as our energy source. And that doesn't happen overnight. Uh, most of us are eating a lot of carbohydrates and that's what our bodies are expecting. So increasing that period in which you go without food a little bit at a time, maybe one hour per week, which um, is very gradual, you'll yes. get better and better at it. And then eventually you might be able to extend it beyond a full day um, even if you can't take it that far, if just doing what I said, which is called time restricted feeding, mm-hmm. or sometimes people call it intermittent fasting, which is yes. not exactly correct, but it's that same idea. Mm-hmm. At least integrate that into your lifestyle.
1: And would and I I like the way that you explained that. Thank you so very much. There are a lot of people who choose to enter into that sort of you know achieve that goal through juice cleansing. What do you think of juice cleansing? You are getting calories, and you're getting sugar. It's natural <laughs> sugar, but it's
0: not necessarily yeah. fasting. Yeah. Well, you know, sugar is sugar, whether it's natural or or it's it's added to a processed food. Sugar is still going to have have the same effect. Now, if you're if you're having um, a fruit that contains sugar, but it also contains cellulose and fiber and yeah. nutrients, and vitamins, you're absorbing it more slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to juices, my only concern with it is that. Um, it's one thing if you're getting these, uh, green juices that don't have apples and oranges added to it, which are very sweet, right? Which right. everyone tends to crave. If that's you're getting right. the pure green ones, they only have three or four or five grams of sugar. That's low yeah. enough. But if you're getting these juices that have 15, 20, 30 grams of sugar in them, yeah. that's, that's not, that's kind of defeating the purpose of the fast. Um, that's you cool. are stimulating insulin in that case. Oh, you are giving nice. yourself, um, calories, So, but, but it's all relative, right? If you're going from eating, you know, Dunkin' Donuts every day and, um, and KFC every day, and then you suddenly do that. Yeah. That's a big improvement compared to where you were. It's just not the most ideal.
1: Well, speaking of the modern American diet and KFC and all, (laughs) (laughs) clearly supplements are not meant to replace your diet. They're meant to supplement your nutrition. So what makes the Novo supplements so unique and, There's so many supplements on the market, right? I think it's overwhelming. Why should we go to your site and order the Novo supplements? And when we do go to your site, because we're inquisitive and we definitely want to live longer, what should we choose first? What should we look at first and why?
0: Sure. So I look at supplements in three different categories uh, for simplicity's sake. So one is general health supplements. This is what the government has an RDA for, Mm -hmm. Uh, vitamin C, vitamin D, E, K, all of the Bs, and then the essential minerals, right? Like magnesium and potassium, and so on. So that's what you get through multivitamins uh, or multi mineral. And there are high quality brands that have been creating those for for decades.
1: Decades, yeah. Uh,
0: then the second category would be a specific health goal, like maybe it's a weight loss. Supplement or an, a pre-workout supplement or a post-workout muscle building supplement. So those are are for very specific um, health goals that you you have for yourself. The third category is where Novo specializes. This is longevity specific supplements. Mm-hmm. So these are focused on the aging process and are focused on doing what we can to try to slow down that aging process uh, based on on you know the. The approach that I mentioned before with these hallmarks of, hallmarks of aging.
1: Yes.
0: So, when you go to our website, you'll see that we currently have two products. Uh, we have another one that's that's coming out soon, but I can't say too much about it uh, just oh. yet. But <laughs> um, our our first two products, uh, the one we're most proud of, is called Novo's Core. This Core. is actually what it looks like. It's a powdered drink mix. The reason we made it a drink mix is because it has so many ingredients in it. So this would normally take about a dozen pills a day. Um, There's 12 ingredients in here and it's seven grams of actives. So if you think of most supplements, most supplements are 250 milligrams or 500 milligrams so a half of a gram. This is seven grams. So this is giving you the full dosage of what you need for all of these different nutrients. Uh, And it's the very first formula, as I mentioned earlier, that addresses these 12 hallmarks. And we've done studies at independent academic labs that have found um, in in vitro studies, for example, of human cells that we reduce DNA damage from irradiation, uh, DNA damage from chemotherapeutics. Uh, we reduce the size of senescent cells, those zombie cells that I mentioned at yeah. the same level as the strongest longevity prescription drug mm-hmm. in, in science, which is called rapamycin. Yes. That is, that is an aggressive drug. We, we have the same impact on senescent cells as that drug does. Um, what else? We've we've done a case study with uh, with uh, people with humans, yes. and uh, we we gave not them not rats or mice, not rats or mice uh, with well with hu- yeah with with life size uh, you know rats <laughs> if you will uh, test subjects who who uh, took the biological age test before taking Novos, and this was done in a third party lab. The test is uh, created by Columbia and Duke university researchers. Okay. Uh, they then take, t- took our product for six months, both core and boost our second product. And then they tested again and 73% of the participants slowed down their biological pace of aging and 0% of participants accelerated their pace of aging. So you would expect some people, because of lifestyle stressors, whether it be alcohol consumption or not being physically active or eating a poor diet, whatever it might be, you would expect some of them would have sped up, but yes. nobody sped up and the majority actually slowed down. And we're doing a clinical study to, to further validate this. So uh, that's wrapping up relatively soon. That's so fantastic. there's Novo's Core, and there's Novo's Boost. Novo's Boost is simpler. It's a tiny little pill um and it, it contains something called nicotinamide mononucleotide or mm-hmm. nmn for short mm-hmm. and um that that increases something called nad which is what helps to produce energy in our cells and yes. actually helps to pr- uh pr- protect, protect uh, dna yes.
1: yes and your mitochondria that's right okay lovely well feel free to send me some core at your convenience
0: sure <laughs> sure we will do
1: Well, I could talk to you for a long, long time. I know this is um, a topic on longevity, but we only have two questions left, so please oblige me. You have a a quote uh, that I believe inspires you, and it's by an Indian philosopher, yes? uh, uh, Jiddu Krishnamurti? Yes. And, And that quote is, quote, it is no measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society. Why do you like that quote? Why does it inspire you?
0: Wow. Did you read my blog? (laughs)
1: Um, (laughs) I do my research. Yeah. I
0: I, I forgot about that quote for a second, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I mean, when we look at, when we look at what the, you know, society has become in terms of the way that we care for ourselves, it's, it's neglected, whether it be the foods that we eat or the time that we spend together, uh, with community or with loved ones, as opposed to being glued to our phones, 24 seven, um, the physical activity, getting outdoors with natural sunlight, being out in nature, being physically active, all of these things uh, have fallen by the wayside. And so um, to you know, be average um, in this society isn't really saying much anymore, unfortunately. No. We really have to take things above and beyond, and it's on us to, to do that. It's our own personal responsibility. And by doing so, you're, it's going to pay dividends in the long term. You're going to feel better. You're going to have a higher quality of life. You're going to be happier. Um, you'll find more fulfillment in life. And so, I think um, I think that that quote really resonates with me for those reasons.
1: Understood. Now, that's that's the, the hard part, right? It's it's the patience to be able to wait for the benefits in the long run. Because in this fast-paced culture, everybody wants something now, yesterday. Where is it, etc. So. Uh, I agree with you. I mean, whether it's the diet, the lifestyle changes, supplements, even nothing will happen in a day. Rome was not built in a day. You know, our temples were not built in a day. So yes, it will take some patience and definitely some commitment. Um, Well,
0: you know, one one thing very quickly that can be done very, very fast is if if you've been neglecting your sleep, for example, Mm -hmm. start there because that is something that you can feel literally the next day. Sure. Diet, you might not see the weight loss for, for weeks or months. That's uh, sure. same thing with, <laughs> same thing with like, like weightlifting and building muscle or, or what have you. But sleep is one thing that you can feel literally the next day if you have a really solid good night of sleep. So emphasize that read about things you can do to improve your quality of sleep, like the temperature in your bedroom and eliminating yes. all light and yes. eliminating all sound. I sleep with earplugs, for example, Um, do these things, make these little tweaks. And if you improve your sleep, you're going to feel better the next day and you'll be more motivated. And that motivation can then be transferred that energy into the other aspects of health.
1: I agree with you on that 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Now this is the last question. And again, thank you so much for your time and all your expertise and your energy. But the last question is the five five. So Chris, what are your top five recommendations for living a beautiful Fabulous and obviously long and healthy
0: life. Sure. So let's see. Uh, the first one I would say is related to activity. So this is the exercise side uh, side mm-hmm. of the equation. So um, I'll, I'll give the minimal effective dose. Like, what's the minimum you need to do each day? Ideally, you're you're doing a lot more than this, but if not, this is where you'll get a lot of the benefit. Okay. Um, that's just under twenty five minutes a day of Uh, of like zone two cardio so this would be for most people it just means a brisk walk walk as as fast as you're able to handle and you can still have a conversation but you feel a little bit of strain uh, from from uh, from your breath Uh, and do that for about 23 minutes a day okay Um, that's going to get you like 70 percent of the benefits of the cardiovascular side of things Gotcha. Um, And then the second thing, ideally, is that you do some sort of strength exercise three Mm. days per week. Um, Emphasize the legs because as you get older, sarcopenia sets in, and sarcopenia is the loss of muscle mass. And a common cause of death for older people is falling. And if it's not death from the fall itself, it's death from being in a wheelchair recovering where you have even more sarcopenia. So your muscles are getting smaller and smaller. And then shortly after that, something else happens and you die, right? So right. so have that strong foundation in your legs. So that would be the activity category. That's number one. Number two is diet. I mentioned the timing of diet before. So that's one aspect. The second aspect is the actual foods that you're eating. Mm-hmm. And the healthiest diet out there, according to the research, is the Mediterranean diet. There are other diets that, that you know, people uh, push like, you know, uh, keto or carnivore and so on. But the Mediterranean diet is time and time again, shown to be the healthiest, uh, Novos, We, we modified it very slightly, uh, okay. certain tweaks based on research where we make it even healthier. And you can find out about that at novoslabscom slash diet. Okay. Or you can just search for diet on our website and then you'll find out all of the particulars of, of that diet, but it's an enjoyable diet. It's not something overly restrictive. Great. Uh, number three is supplements. So, mm-hmm. I mentioned longevity supplements before. I also mentioned general health supplements. Practically everyone has an insufficiency in at least one most likely multiple different required nutrients. And they're required for a reason. Uh, it's, it's what we need for our bodies to actually perform the way they're supposed to. And you might not notice the effects of an insufficiency in the first few months or few years even, but eventually they add up and they increase the risk of disease. They increase the risk of fatigue and, and so on. So um, I wrote a, a blog post about this on Slow My Age. It's uh, my personal blog. If you look for my diet plan, like the foods that I eat, in that article I talk about it, and I talk about what people are are typically insufficient in. But the okay. quick, the the quick uh, tip is to find a very high quality multivitamin, um, not not something that you're typically finding at, at your local drugstore, but online on Amazon you can find some of the higher quality multivitamins, and they're typically running you about twenty five dollars a month, so nothing too too crazy. Okay. Uh, Number four is sleep, which I mentioned earlier. Yes. Optimize your sleep. Um, make sure your bedroom is nice and cold. Yes, you can have a heavy blanket to keep you warm enough, but mm-hmm. if it's very cool, then while you're sleeping, you're, you're going to naturally move around to get that uh, the, the right balance between the, the warm uh, blanket and the cool air. And the cold spring, air, yes. So that you sleep very well. Um, the second thing is make sure that it's as quiet as possible. I wear earplugs, like I mentioned. Um, if you've never learned how to properly use earplugs watch a video on youtube because it makes a world of a difference of how much sound gets into your ear if you if you do it the right way versus how most people do it um and then no light so uh, if you have a loved one for example that gets up before you and turns on the lights just get a sleep mask put put that over your eyes and that's that's your way to have perfect black these these tweaks will cost you like you know twenty dollars not expensive right Uh, i'm a
1: huge advocate of optimizing sleep
0: Definitely. Definitely. And then uh, number five, I'd say uh, stress management. So we talked about relationships and so on before. So I think that's a given at this point, but stress management, being able to cope with stress, whether that be through meditation or journaling or prayer or spending time talking about this with a loved one, but finding a way to be able to handle stressors. Now, some people have a lot of anxiety naturally, sometimes that can actually be caused by nutrient deficiencies, which things like diet and supplements that I mentioned earlier can help to counteract, right? So make sure that you don't have any of these insufficiencies, which can actually lead to excess cortisol, um, and just, just feeling overwhelmed by the small things Um, so there's a, there's multi-pronged approach to trying to reduce that stress, but make sure you do so because it can increase the risk of, of cardiovascular disease and stroke and weight gain and so on.
1: Wow. (laughs) Chris, thank you so much for your insight, your presence, your expertise on the forever fab podcast. Thank you for sharing your motivational story. Congratulations on uh, surviving, thriving on your resilience. Thank you for your incredible tips. Uh, You truly are the star of your public benefit company because the public is benefiting greatly from your contributions. So thank you. And I wish you the best. I wish you well. Again, feel free to send me stuff. I'm happy to review it for you. (laughs) <laughs> We're happy to have good. you back on another podcast when you know more things come down the pipeline so thank you
0: thank you it was a pleasure chatting with you and i appreciate you having me on your show
1: absolutely more good stuff to come <laughs> <laughs> this brings us to our close of this week's episode of the forever fab podcast with my gracious host chris Morabelli, founder of novos novos labs thank you again chris Thank you. This brings us to our closure of this week's episode of the Forever Fab Podcast with my guest, Chris Miraboli, founder of Novos Labs. Do you want to live a long and healthy life? Learn how and sign up for Chris's blog at slowmyage.com. And if you're ready to reverse the clock, shop novoslabs.com. Follow Chris on social at Novos Labs on IG, X, Facebook, and other social media platforms and you can also follow him and get his tips at Slow My Age. Thank you for listening to this week's Forever Fab podcast episode. Until next time, stay beautiful and fabulous inside and out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art
0: of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Medeir, MD.
1: Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.